I rounded up some of the best quotes that I could find from atheists, non-believers, free thinkers. I hope you like them. What's up, unfollowers? Welcome back to Jesus Unfollower, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Crow. Same as every week. I definitely don't believe in God now. There was a small sliver of hope there, but now that the Big Ten football season has been canceled, I'm convinced there can't be a God. If there is a God, he's not a football fan. So do I really want to worship that God? I don't think I do. I don't... If, if there's a God out there, he needs to enjoy American, good old American football. You know what I mean? I apologize to anyone listening who is not in the United States because you call soccer football. But here in America, by God, we play football with our hands. Besides that disheartening news, I'm doing all right. I'm seeing a lovely lady. Things are going well. Um, it's still hot as shit in my apartment, so that's not cool. I'm ready for summer to be over. I'm always ready for summer to be over. And fall is usually synonymous with football season, and I'm a little bit sad right now. We'll probably still have the NFL, so at least there's that, and there might be a little bit of college football too, but who knows. Before we get started, I wanted to do just a couple of things. First of which, I want to read a podcast review from Chim Life. It says, it's titled, The Most Relatable Podcast I've Heard. It cuts off, but I think it's the most relatable podcast I've heard. And it says, I'm a former pastor who can deeply relate to everything on this podcast. I still have my personal faith, but try to avoid church culture because of what I've went through, which is exactly like the stories in this podcast. I never write reviews, but this podcast is just too good. I'm glad I'm not alone in my experiences. The show isn't in-your-face atheism about how people with faith are idiots. It's the perfect balance between respect and discussion. Thank you, Chim Life. I really appreciate that review. And if you're listening to this and you haven't reviewed the podcast yet, I would really appreciate it if you did so. It would help me get a little more exposure. Just go slap a little five-star review on there and write a couple of nice words. It'd make me feel all warm and fuzzy. And the second thing I want to do is say thank you to my patrons, Ainsley, Marissa, and Leah. If you want to help support the podcast, you can do that at patreon.com slash jesusunfollower. So on this episode, I wanted to read some quotes. I thought, that'd make it for a good podcast. If I go round up all the best quotes that I can find about atheism, religion, uh, free thinking and put them on an episode, that might be valuable for some people. What I found to be unfortunate is when I'm Googling like atheist quotes, atheism quotes, it's pretty much all dudes, all dudes. I had to scroll very far to find any quotes from women. And it just got me to thinking, do atheist women feel like they're suppressed? If you're a woman listening to this, do you feel like the atheist community is just run by guys and that, you know, you're not, you don't feel equal to men. If so, let me know, DM me on Instagram and uh, let me know what you think about that. I'm going to make a post about it too on there over on Instagram. 
Having said that, I did find some quotes from women, finally. I had to do a little bit of digging. The first two are going to be from Greta Christina, who is an American atheist blogger, speaker, and author. The first quote says, Atheist's anger doesn't prove that we're selfish, or joyless, or miserable. It shows that we have compassion and a sense of justice. We're angry because we see terrible harm all around us, and we feel desperately motivated to stop it. This quote resonates with me because I see stuff like this all the time. When I post on TikTok or whatever, people will say, you're obviously not happy. Look at you. Look at your life. You can't be happy. All you do is talk about Christianity. But this quote talks about that. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm joyless or miserable. It means that I have a sense of justice. I'm trying to bring awareness to what's going on. The second quote from Greta Christina is, if you don't think you're closed-minded for not believing in Zeus, then please don't accuse atheists of being closed-minded for not believing in your God. Think about that. If you're an atheist listening to this, you probably have been called closed-minded a few times. I do. Use that logic against the people who are saying this to you. Are you closed-minded? Any more than they're closed-minded about other gods? They don't see it that way. The next two quotes are going to be from Madeline Murray O'Hare, who actually founded American Atheists. First quote is, An atheist believes that a hospital should be built instead of a church. An atheist believes that deed must be done instead of prayer said. An atheist strives for involvement in life and not escape into death. He wants disease conquered, poverty vanished, war eliminated. Second quote from Madeline, an atheist loves himself and his fellow man instead of a god. An atheist knows that heaven is something for which we should work now, here on earth, for all men together to enjoy. So both of her quotes kind of hit on humanism and just enjoying the life that we have here. Trying to bring peace, trying to actually do things instead of just pray for things to happen, instead of wait on the afterlife. The next quote comes from, I hope I'm saying her name right, Ayan Hirsi Ali. She was the author of Infidel. She's an ex-Muslim. Her quote says, The only position that leaves me with no cognitive dissonance is atheism. It's not a creed. Death is certain, replacing both the siren song of paradise and the dread of hell. Life on this earth, with all its mystery and beauty and pain, is then to be lived far more intensely. We stumble and get up. We are sad, confident, insecure, feel loneliness and joy and love. There is nothing more, but I want nothing more. Again, stressing the importance of our life here on earth. That wraps up the uh, best quotes that I could find from women. I'm sure there are some more. So if you have any more atheist quotes or quotes about humanism, religion, that are attributed to women then send those to me. I want to see them. I'm sure there are some good ones out there. Now we get to one of everybody's favorite quotes, which is referred to as Hitchens' Razor. That which can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. Christopher Hitchens, one of the four horsemen of atheism. It's such a beautifully concise quote because it's so true. 
if you can assert something without having to have evidence, then I can dismiss that same thing because I don't have any evidence. You can't expect me to believe in your thing just because you have faith in it. I got a couple more Hitchens quotes here. We keep on being told that religion, whatever its imperfections, at least instills morality. On every side, there is conclusive evidence that the contrary is the case, and that faith causes people to be more mean, more selfish, and perhaps above all, more stupid. It's true, though. I mean, look at the Bible. If that's the Christian's source for morality, then it is extremely flawed. And it goes beyond just Christianity, but religions in general. There's so much war and violence fighting over which God is right. The last quote from Hitchens on this list is just one that I included because I think it's pretty funny. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him will believeth in anything. Hitchens 3.16 Hitchens definitely was not shy about taking jabs at religion, that's for sure. Next up on the list we have Richard Dawkins, who is another member of the Four Horsemen and one that Christians really love to hate. First quote that I have from him is from The God Delusion, which I, a book that I still haven't finished, but is very good from what I've read so far. The quote is, We are all atheists about most of the gods that humanity has ever believed in. Some of us just go one god further. It's a very simple way to say, Hey, whatever religion you are, you dismiss all of the other gods very easily. We do the same thing, but we just do it to your religion also. Second quote from Dawkins on the list. I am against religion because it teaches us to be satisfied with not understanding the world. I love that quote. It kind of calls out the God of the gaps fallacy. Where just because we don't understand something that God needs to be plugged into it. If everyone just believed in God and didn't want to search further for the answers, then we wouldn't have made as much progress in science. The last Dawkins quote I have is, Do not indoctrinate your children. Teach them how to think for themselves, how to evaluate evidence, and how to disagree with you. I like that quote because it talks about indoctrination, which is something that I talk about a lot because... That's the main reason that I started to doubt, was I realized how I had been indoctrinated. And I think that indoctrination is very dangerous and very long-lasting. So if we teach our kids how to think instead of what to think, it makes a huge difference. And it encourages thinking and being rational and questioning, which, is, which are good things. On to the third horseman, Sam Harris. The President of the United States has claimed, on more than one occasion, to be in dialogue with God. If he said that he was talking to God through his hairdryer, this would precipitate a national emergency. I fail to see how the addition of a hairdryer makes the claim more ridiculous or offensive. So yeah, the President just has a direct lifeline to God. 
and that's perfectly acceptable. I remember when George W. Bush was in office and he was talking about having conversations with God. Of course, back then I thought it was a good thing, but now I'm like, man, people can really just be influenced by what they think is God, which is could be just a voice in their head, or it could just be their own conscience. Sam Harris also says, we have a choice. We have two options as human beings. We have a choice between conversation and war. That's it. Conversation and violence. And faith is a conversation stopper. I like that quote because it shows how people of faith have a tendency to not budge on issues. If we try to make progress through conversation, then it only gets to a certain point because you hit that wall of, well, my faith is this and this, or my beliefs don't allow me to think about things that way. Final quote from Sam Harris. Tell a devout Christian that his wife is cheating on him, or that frozen yogurt can make a man invisible, and he is likely to require as much evidence as anyone else, and to be persuaded only to the extent that you give it. Tell him that the book he keeps by his bed was written by an invisible deity, who will punish him with fire for eternity if he fails to accept its every incredible claim about the universe, and he seems to require no evidence whatsoever. It's true. People don't weigh things the same. They don't require the same standard of evidence for the things that they were told to believe. They just believe them because. Now we get to one of my favorite quotes of all time. It's from the movie Religious. If you've never seen it, please watch it. It's awesome. It was one of the first things that really got me feeling like it was okay to not believe in God. When I left the church, I struggled. Um, I was trying to, you know, think, what do I really believe? Is it is this okay? It felt it felt really weird to even think there might not be a God. And then I'm thinking, is God listening to me thinking about this? But when I watched the movie Religious, that really helped me. It helped me to learn that it's okay to not believe and that there are other people like me. Here's the quote from Bill Maher. The only appropriate attitude for a man to have about the big questions is not the arrogant certitude that is the hallmark of religion, but doubt. Doubt is humble, and that's what man needs to be considering that human history is just a litany of getting shit dead wrong. This is why rational people, anti-religionists, must end their timidity and come out of the closet and assert themselves. And those who consider themselves only moderately religious really need to look in the mirror and realize that the solace and comfort that religion brings you actually comes at a terrible price. I just love that doubt is humble, and that's what man needs to be considering that human history is just a litany of getting shit dead wrong. Doubt is what we need. Certainty is not what we need. Certainty and arrogance in religion is what makes them so dangerous. It's the whole, I know the truth. Like, there is no question. I know this. This is absolutely true. People will die for that shit. People will kill for that shit. And that's what makes it so dangerous to me. Here's a funnier one from Bill Maher. Atheism is a religion, 
like abstinence is a sex position. I've actually never heard that one. It's pretty good. I've heard the whole atheism is a religion, like not collecting stamps is a hobby or like bald is a hair color. But I haven't heard this one about <laughs> atheism is a religion, like abstinence is a sex position. That's pretty good. How about some Neil deGrasse Tyson? Smart fucking dude. Cool fucking dude. I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm going to read this quote in my really bad Neil deGrasse Tyson voice. Does it mean if you don't understand something and the community of physicists don't understand it, that means God did it? If that's how you want to invoke your evidence for God, then God is an ever-receding pocket of scientific ignorance that's getting smaller and smaller and smaller as time moves on. It's a really bad Neil deGrasse Tyson. I just wanted to switch it up, you know. Just wait till I get into my Stephen Hawking voice. I'm actually just kidding. I don't have any Stephen Hawking quotes on this list. But yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he knows about the God of the Gaps. That's what he's talking about here. Just because we don't understand something doesn't mean that we can just assume that God did it. I saw him talking one time about how if we were to just plug that in, God did it, and then, you know, 10 years later we find out the real answer, then, you know, God gets smaller. And that's what he's talking about here. Like, if we say, oh, God did it, and then we figure out, oh, this is the real, the natural explanation, then that just diminishes what God is in our minds. And then, you know, 100 years from now, it's even smaller. And then 100 years from, from then, it's he's even smaller. So just because we don't understand it doesn't mean we get to say it was God. You know who's the man? Matt Dillahunty. He is the man. Host of the Atheist Experience. I love listening to Matt. He's so sharp. So witty. He's just got a response for everything. And just, I love it. But here's a quote from Matt. I have reasonable expectations based on evidence. I have trust that has been earned. I will grant trust tentatively. I don't have faith. Faith is the excuse people give for believing something when they don't have evidence. And, you know, faith is the answer that you're going to get from most people when it comes down to it of why they believe. Yeah, they'll say evidence too, but there's not enough evidence alone for someone to believe in a God. Maybe some people, but on the overall, most people believe because of faith. And faith is just what you have when you don't have evidence. There's nothing wrong with having faith in a God. I'm not saying that people are stupid for believing in God or anything like that. But they should just admit that it's a faith thing. It's not a, they don't believe because of evidence. They believe because of faith. Another quote from Matt, just a real simple one. And it's one that I use sometimes. I want to believe as many true things as possible and as few false things as possible. That's a good, that's just a good rule for everyone. Don't you want to believe in true things? Don't you want to find the answers? Like, I'm not an atheist because I don't want to believe in God. I'm an atheist because I just don't have the evidence to believe in God. So if someone were to present evidence and be like, boom, and then I'm like, oh shit. And then I have reason to believe there's a God. I would believe it's not a pride thing. I just want to believe in true things. I don't try to will myself to believe in something just because I want it to be true. I would rather believe in true things and not believe in false things. Here's a quote from Carl Sagan that is pretty similar. It's along those lines. You can't convince a believer of anything. 
for their belief is not based on evidence. It's based on a deep-seated need to believe. And that is why I think um, that a lot of people do believe is because they feel like they need to, that they need a God to be there. That, you know, what is the point of this life if there is no God? I think that's probably human nature, you know, existentialism. Why are we here? But because we have those questions, that doesn't necessarily mean that there is an answer for that. What would an atheist quote list be without George Carlin? I'm not going to try to do a Carlin impression, but this is from some of his stand-up. Religion has actually convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do, every minute of every day. And then the invisible man has a special list of 10 things he does not want you to do. And if you do any of these 10 things, he has a special place, full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish, where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time. But he loves you. He loves you. And he needs money. He always needs money. He's all-powerful, all-perfect, all-knowing, and all-wise. Somehow just can't handle money. How about Voltaire, French philosopher? Dude was spitting fire back in the day. Voltaire says, Those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. That kind of makes me think about all of the genocide done in the name of God, including that in the Bible. And then a very simple quote from Voltaire. Dare to think for yourself. I love that. I actually posted that on my Instagram story today. And closing it out is going to be Thomas Paine, author of The Age of Reason. Dude, it was spitting fire too back in the day. I do not believe in the creed professed by the Jewish church, by the Roman church, by the Greek church, by the Turkish church, by the Protestant church, nor by any church that I know of. My own mind is my own church. All national institutions of churches, whether Jewish, Christian, or Turkish, appear to me no other than human inventions set up to terrify and enslave mankind and monopolize power and profit. Second quote from Thomas Paine, Science is the true theology. Next quote from Thomas, As to the book called the Bible, it is blasphemy to call it the word of God. It is a book of lies and contradictions and a history of bad times and bad men. There are but a few good characters in the whole book. He's not wrong. And the final quote on my list, also from Thomas Paine, My country is the world, and my religion is to do good. I just think that's an awesome quote. It really hits home in these current times that we're in right now because there's so much nationalism and religion and just people pushing their own agendas. And I just love that he says, my country is the world and my religion is to do good. Just do good to people. Just be nice to people, treat them well, and realize that the earth is all of ours. Sure, there are countries, and sure that each country has their own law, but when you think about it, do we really own the planet? I guess I'm getting into some really deep thinking and uh, 
anti-fascism, but I just think that we have a responsibility just to be good to each other. We all share this planet. Oh, I actually forgot one. I scrolled down past it. Uh, can't leave out the fourth member of the Four Horsemen, Daniel Dennett. It says, you don't get to advertise all the good that your religion does without first, scrupulously, subtracting all the harm it does and considering seriously the question of whether, whether some other religion or no religion at all does better. That's all I got for this week. If you would, go leave a podcast review for me. That would be awesome. And sign up for Unfollower's Digest if you have not done that yet at jesusunfollower.com slash subscribe. Until next time, let logic and reason guide the way. Peace out, baby.